Greetings. You are listening to the podcast of Ignitus Ministries, and this is your host, Pastor Tom Villinger, speaking. Our focus is the reformation and renewal of the local church. Ninety percent of evangelical churches are in decline. That is not hyperbole. Formal research by numerous credible entities have documented this fact. Denial produces continued and accelerating decline. So as we focus on reformation and renewal, let me begin by establishing principles that apply to the local church. To be effective and live in obedience to the Great Commission, each local church must accomplish the purpose for which the church exists, and that purpose is make disciples. So here are five basic principles that apply to effective Christ-honoring ministry that makes disciples. Principle number one, the church is a theological entity. Principle number two, ministry modification must be based on sound theological principles found in the New Testament. Principle number three, every local church has some level of dysfunction which needs correction. Principle number four, the process of reformation and renewal is theological. It must be principle-based, not scripted. Principle number five, identifying specific ministry modifications requires an objective assessment. So given these principles, what is the first step in the process of transformation? I suggest that this is confession. The pastor and church leaders acknowledge that there is need for reformation and renewal. This is a process more than an event. It usually begins with one or two men praying together. They seek God's direction that will bring effectiveness to the ministry that they lead. And in their prayer time, they reach the honest and frightening conclusion that there must be change in the way ministry has been and is currently being transacted. They confess to the Lord that they are not making disciples. This is both essential and painful. The second step, is repentance. Repentance is not merely a sense of sorrow or contrition. Repentance includes sorrow, but it must be validated by action. There must be a change of behavior. This change begins among key leaders, but ultimately must be embraced by the congregation. The repentance required is not cosmetic. The changes required are deep. They are theological. They must be rooted and grounded in sound doctrine. Sound doctrine is healthy doctrine. For decades, many churches have been carried along by capitulation to the culture. The writing ministry of David Wells from 1993 to 2014, in eight titles, correctly 
characterize this as ministry shaped by the preferences of those attending rather than the, quote, whole counsel of God, end quote, that the Apostle Paul proclaimed as found in Acts 20, verses 26 to 28. This capitulation to culture has been labeled as moralistic, therapeutic deism and has little to do with God or a sense of divine mission in the world. It offers comfort, bolsters self-esteem, helps solve problems, and lubricates interpersonal relationships by encouraging people to do good, feel good, and keep God at arm's length. Modifying this profile, which the congregation must genuinely embrace, will require wisdom, courage, and line-upon-line teaching. It requires time. There's no such thing as a quick fix that produces genuine transformation. The transformation process is typically three to five years for effective application and consistent execution. So the third step is wisdom. Wisdom is the fear of the Lord, Proverbs 2, verses 1 to 7. Applied wisdom brings courage. Courage is not reckless. Courage is not exercised in isolation as the Lone Ranger. Biblical courage is the collective wisdom of ministry leaders relying on the Word of God as informed by the Holy Spirit, who is God. His ministry is to guide you into all truth, as found in John's Gospel, chapter 16, verses 13 to 15. I offer an Old Testament example of leadership with wisdom and courage. This is found in the person of King Asa. He served in perilous times. As I record this, the USA is facing the coronavirus plague, which is producing major challenges to the church and her leaders. In King Asa's day, apostasy was rampant and pervasive. The account of his leadership is found in Second Chronicles chapter 15. Asa listened to the voice of the prophet Azariah, and when he did, he found courage for his leadership, which is clearly stated in Second Chronicles 15 and verse 8. The validation of his courage is found in verse 16. He fired his grandmother because she was promoting corruption in the worship of the one true God. So, Pastor, denial is deadly. Wishful thinking will never bring transformation and effectiveness to ministry. That requires action, as King Asa demonstrated. In future podcasts, I will provide a description of the resources and action steps necessary for genuine transformation. There is a sequence in this process. 
And as I stated, each church is unique. So the process we provide is tailor-made for each church that we are serving. I pray that you will find the wisdom and courage to act as King Asa did. In doing so, he brought correction to the corruption that was devastating God's people. You can do this, Pastor, under the enabling grace of the Holy Spirit and fidelity to the Word of God. We use Zoom video conferencing so we can speak face-to-face if you so choose. Well, almost face-to-face, but it's better than just a phone call. So, I close by saying thanks for listening. I would be pleased to speak with you and answer any questions that you may pose. So give me a call at 803-413-3509 or you can send me an email at info at igniteus.net. So until next time, God's best to you as you serve the King of Kings and lead with wisdom and courage to bring genuine reformation and renewal to the church that you are leading. God bless.